Hi, everyone. I'm Elena Aguilar, and welcome to the Bright Morning Podcast, and to the final episode in our mini series, "The First Five Minutes." All right, folks. For the last month, we've been giving you these prompts to open up a coaching conversation. Prompts that will boost resilience. I'm so curious how these have been going for you. I would love to hear whether that is somewhere on social media or in an Apple Podcast review. I'm just so curious. How are these working? The intention with these prompts is that they are a different way to open up a coaching conversation. You know, in those first five minutes or so, when you are sitting down with your client, connecting, doing that, like, how are you? Asking one of these questions will set a different kind of tone for the conversation, and might provide what I think about as maybe an infusion of resilience, a multivitamin of resilience boosting in just a few minutes. So do check out those previous episodes if you haven't heard them, because today I'm going to jump right into the question. All right. So this question is. Who is a fictional character who has qualities that you aspire to emulate? This fictional character could be a superhero, a mythical being, a character from a book or a movie, a fictional character who has qualities that you aspire to emulate. Describe those qualities to me, and then what would be possible? If you had those qualities, all right. Let me clarify one thing, though. I said this is a check-in question, and really, what I just described was three questions. Right? Here's how I would ask these. So I would pose the first two questions together. I would say, "Who is a fictional character?" Who has qualities that you aspire to emulate, and can you describe those qualities? And then give them a chance to respond. And then, after they respond, as a follow-up question, I would say, "What would be possible for you if you had those qualities?" Because if you ask those three questions all at the same time, it's like overwhelming. I do that. That's one of the coaching mistakes I would say that I make. I layer on too many questions at one time. That's something I've really worked on. But I'm sharing these this little clump of questions for you to so that you can know how they fit together. So let me unpack them a little bit and tell you why they work. So first, this is a question that elicits. Symbolic thinking, or metaphor, and when we are invited to travel down the thinking pathways of symbolism, we actually access different parts of our brain, different parts of our reflective capacities or thinking. Symbolic thinking is a shortcut to the subconscious, and this allows us to learn different things about ourselves. So, rather than just asking the straight up like, 
You know, what are the qualities that you desire? What do you wish you could do? This is a twist. This is a different entry point that allows us to sometimes think more expansively. Here's a second reason why this question works to boost resilience. It invites a little bit of creativity and fun. Fun is important. Connecting with a sense of playfulness, of possibility, boosts resilience. Our brains have a negativity bias. What that means, in the words of the psychologist Rick Hansen, who has written a bunch of books, has a lot of useful information about the brain and neuroscience and happiness, Rick Hansen says, our brains are like Teflon for positive and Velcro for negative. Meaning we remember negative experiences really well and the positive ones we sometimes don't register and don't remember in the same way. So the implication from this neuroscience is that we need to train our brains to pay attention to the positive moments, experiences, and to remember them. This is relevant with this opening question because this question again might elicit a sense of playfulness, creativity, fun, joyfulness. For example, I might answer this question at different points in my life. I might say, I aspire to be Wonder Woman. I have, sometimes I do, aspire to have the power of Wonder Woman, to be able to save the world with a click of my wrist thingies. All right, I'm not going to go down that pathway because, but you know what, even just thinking about that for a moment gave me this little momentary boost of joy, like Come on, who doesn't fantasize about being Wonder Woman once in a while? Like, come on, there's a whole lot. Okay, I said I wasn't going to go down that pathway. This is the thing. This reflection can connect us with a little bit of fun, a little spark of creativity. Beyond that, okay, because we want to ask what are the qualities you want to aspire, that you aspire to emulate, and then what would be possible if you had those qualities? So beyond that fun, what can come up, what is connected is our needs and wants. And so why do I want to be Wonder Woman? What unfulfilled needs might Wonder Woman's powers bring me? That is an important reflection for me to do. Am I feeling disempowered? Am I feeling, what is it? That's the reflection to do. And that's the reflection to invite someone into if they want to. That, that's what can come up when you ask the question, what would be possible if you had those qualities? Again, the purpose of this opening question is to give someone a little infusion of resilience by connecting with their sense of wants, needs, by reflecting by connecting with their sense of power. And it is also to help you with 
understanding your client better, giving you a new insight into who they are. Now, in this series, I've framed these questions as the opening question, the first five minutes, something that is a warm-up, a settling in. And then I have suggested that you might pivot into the coaching conversation that you had planned for, that your client is going to be expecting. That might make sense for a lot of conversations. This might simply be an opening prompt, a connecting prompt. And there also might be situations in which the opening prompt becomes a much bigger conversation. This might be a decision that you need to make because let's say you ask this question about who do you aspire to be or what qualities would you like to emulate of this fictional character. Let's say you ask that question and it leads to someone expressing some really big emotions. Maybe they want to be Wonder Woman because they feel so disempowered, so despairing, so afraid, so confused. If that comes up, and sometimes it does, then after five minutes, it would be irresponsible of you to simply say, I really appreciate your sharing. And now let's shift into reviewing the benchmark data from the recent assessments. I know that even as you heard me say that, you probably thought, yeah, I probably wouldn't do that. Not if the person in front of me is sitting there sobbing. And so really what I want to say is, yeah, I want to validate that inclination you had to be like, yeah, I'm not going to just switch gears and go into benchmark data. I'm going to attend to the person in front of me. And sometimes the conversation that ensues may have a far greater impact on transforming that client's behaviors and beliefs and ways of being than your original plan for the conversation. In order to be a transformational coach, you need to have a robust toolbox, a robust set of skills in your toolbox, a big toolbox. You need to be able to make decisions in the moment about where to take the co coaching conversation. You need to be able to be agile and nimble and responsive. That is the art of coaching. And that is why, and I've said this before, but that is why I can't just give you the five steps to always use. I can give you some steps that work a lot of the time, like the four stages in a coaching conversation, but you have to use your wise discernment, your judgment. You have to pay real close attention to the human being in front of you, to the words that they say, to their body language. In order to do that, you need to be fully present for your client. Your mind needs to be 
open and curious and empathetic and not attached to an outcome, not jumping around in judgment. You gotta be present. That is a skill set to cultivate in, in yourself, in you as a coach or a leader. You will see the impact of your ability to be fully present in your ability to make wise decisions in the moment about where to take the conversation. So just know that you might ask a question like this one about what fictional character do you want to be? And that might be the beginning of a bigger conversation, and it might not. One thing I've mentioned a few times in this series is that it is really powerful to invite your client to have a meta moment. At the end of the check-in or at the end of the coaching conversation, about their experience with that opening question. And that can sound like this. I opened up our session today by asking you a different kind of check-in question. I'm curious what it was like to think about and talk about that question. You might hear a response like, that was kind of fun. I like that. Or, yeah, that made me think about things in a different way that I hadn't before. Just inviting that second layer of reflection creates a possibility for more resilience. And, again, you might also learn something about what works for your client. You might find that when you ask this question about the fictional character, you get some really meaningful responses and you might recognize that for this client, symbolic thinking is really powerful, a powerful access to reflection. So be open to what happens. You know, if a question doesn't land well or doesn't really go anywhere, you can also kind of acknowledge that. You can say, hey, you know, thanks for entertaining me with that question. It doesn't work for everyone. It doesn't have to be a big deal. It's great for you to try new things. And sometimes you can even tell your client that oh, I'm just trying a new thing. It's part of me learning as a coach about how to cultivate resilience and let it go and move on. So I am so curious how these opening prompts have been going for you. If you have been trying them out, I'd love to hear from you on social media in an Apple podcast review. We always really appreciate ratings and reviews on the Apple podcast. It helps get the word out. And if this podcast has been helpful, I hope you might consider sharing it with someone else who might find it useful. All right, friends. So that wraps up our mini series on the first five minutes. And I want to thank Leslie Bickford, who is the podcast producer and Stacey Goodman, who does the sound engineering. And friends, I hope you are well. Take care, and I'll see you next week.